You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everyone, this episode of An Eternity of Basketball is part of the Globally Ballin Podcast Network, a subsidiary of the Globally Ballin Media Network. For this show and other shows like it, such as the Globally Ballin Podcast, as well as projects like it, such as original articles and video work, visit globallyballin.com now. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe to it, as well as give it a 5-star rating and a review. We appreciate it. Now, to the show. So here we are once again. This is an eternity of basketball. And today, we have okay. the honor of having one of the uh, early pure point guards in the PBA with us. Uh, episode 21, ang aming uh, guest sa araw na ito, together with Sid Ventura, of course, and Noel Zarate. Ako po si Charlie Kuna. None other than Mike Bilbao. And this is a, he, you, you all know, you've heard of him because in the past few episodes, our guests have been talking about him and they've been saying how difficult it was to guard him. And uh, so now he's with us. Uh, Mike, uh, welcome to an eternity of basketball. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Charlie. Nice to be here. Nice to see you and nice to be with your friends. Yes. I oh, hope yeah, I can we'll... give you for tonight. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure we're going to have fun. No? Because, you know, everybody's <laughs> been talking about you and, and, and uh, in your career in the PBA. I was surprised. Yes. <laughs> I was so surprised when Techi told me that they were talking. I said, oh, my God. That's so nice. Uh, that's a big compliment, Charlie. Big, big compliment. Big no, booster for me. You're, you're, I know, you're admired and, and, and uh, by a lot of your, and loved uh, by, by a lot of the guests that we've had already. They've said that you're uh, their favorite teammate. And uh, aside from the guys who said that you're hard to play against, but you know, let, let's get right right down to it already. You know, Tito, when you were uh, young, how did you get started uh, in playing basketball? Okay, you want to hear it from? <laughs> okay, I was really a soccer player. Uh, yeah, my coach in soccer was uh, Mr. Kadlum. I don't know if you know Mr. Did you go to LaSalle? No, 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 Tito. Oh, Charlie, no. But anyway, well, uh, five minutes before our practice in soccer. We started to play basketball. He saw me. He said, Mike, you come tomorrow. He was also the basketball coach. So I was so, I was happy. So I wanted to practice. And he got me to play. But, you know, I was playing among Filipinos who were good. The Filipinos are basically basketball players. They're so good in basketball. Because in the in soccer, it's mostly the Spanish, not the mestizos. <laughs> and uh, Lasal was always champion. There was no challenge. So while in basketball, we were always second to the last, last place. Last <laughs> so it, it, it's like, uh, for me, I took it as a challenge. I said, I, because being being number one all the time, there was no more challenge. So I said, I'll try to play. And I love basketball because uh, for me, basketball was my passion uh, in sports, you know. And uh, that's why I continued. And I tried. My father told me, you're crazy. Basketball is for tall people. You're such a short guy. And uh, you'll never make it. So I took it as a challenge again. I said, I'm going to show my father that I can do it. And uh, I worked hard for it. And uh, I am, I'm, I'm happy and proud. And very proud that uh, I got into it. 
That's uh, how I started playing basketball. Now, that's in school, no? Mm-hmm, and, yes. then, uh, and then comes, uh, okay, La juniors in, in La Salle Green Hills, okay, we were third, second place, third. And I continued. I got my breaks when I was uh, in the seniors. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach Tito Duque, who gave me the breaks, decided for me to play as a guard, not as a forward. I was a forward now. Okay. And uh, he said, uh, I'll put you behind, Mike. Uh, so I said, okay, I'll try. I tried. I learned. I made a lot of mistakes, but uh, I progressed from there. And then came the Mika. There was no PBA yet, the Mika. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were champions in the NCAA after mm-hmm. after so many years, finally won. So they got us to play for Mariwasa. I was so excited. And uh, I was benched. Uh, he would only use me five minutes of the game. Every game. Bilbao, okay. Mm-hmm. And then after five minutes, I would look at the clock. I knew it was time for me to go. So I had to go back to the bench. <laughs> and, uh, in the championship game, uh, he, he decided to use me in the last five minutes. It was very close. We were playing against Crispa again. And... Uh, this was with the imports. We had Robinson and Oliver, and uh, I, I played well. I played well, and since that time, he started using me. Not anymore five minutes, maybe six minutes or seven minutes for the whole game, but, <laughs> but more time. And that's he gave me the breaks all the time. Uh, you, earned, you, earned, you earned your extra yeah. one or two minutes, huh? Yeah, extra one, two minutes, that big time, Charlie, no? No, but Tito, Tito can, we, no, can we take it back a bit? Let's go back to the LaSalle days. So you went okay. from the high, from LaSalle Greenlist High School. You continued being a LaSalleista into your college years. In the seniors, right? yes. And, and you were, but you were very young, no? When, when you entered college. Because you started in the Mika. You were, I think, just 19, right? So how, how old were you at that time? In the Mika for Mariwasa, uh, I was still in college, uh, mm-hmm. fourth-year college. Okay. And uh, I had a hard time because I had to run from La Salle to Rizal Memorial to play or to be benched for, uh, for one game <laughs> back, back to school. But I enjoyed it. I said, yeah, maybe my time will come. And it did. And uh, it paid off. I was happy. And then it was there where I met my wife, Tetri when we were playing against Crispa uh, also. I played a good game, and Techi said, maybe Techi thought I was a star, you know, but I just played a good game. And so, <laughs> and, uh, it, from there, then, then we got to know each other better, and uh, we got married, and we brought a son in Fabrizio, your, your nice uh, friend, friend, Fabrizio. Friend. He's doing well, Charlie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's doing well. He has a daughter now, and uh, he says hello to you. He says, please say hello to Charlie. I will. I'll message him. I'll message him. But no. But talking about the last all days, so I'm sure Sid and and then Noel also want to find out about this. You won a championship with with Lasal in the NCAA. I think Limenbeck was your teammate. Yeah. You know. Uh, who was my teammate? Limenbeck. Yeah. This was 1971. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Tell us about your Lasal experience. So how was it uh, playing in the seniors? Lasal, you know. LaSalle, without Lee Bang, we would not have won the championship. We needed somebody like Bang who could, uh, who, whom you can depend on in the last minutes of the game and throughout the game, he was always there. And he had a big heart. 
And you, I only remember losing once in that year. We lost Mopua once and Beng was so mad. We were taking uh, showers and then Beng was so quiet. So we, I talked to Beng, I asked, Beng, what's wrong? He said, you guys, you know, you got to pass the ball to me uh, more times at the end, in, the, in the end, no? And I wasn't getting the ball. That's why we lost this game because you guys, when, when I heard that, I said, no problem, Beng. The next game and the games after that, I will always look for the guy who can use the ball. And, uh, and we love the guy so much. Very humble, quiet, big star, but he never acted like a big star. And then he won for La Salle again in his last year. And um, it's, it's sad that he had to go. And I wasn't there to say goodbye to him, but I'll always remember him to be somebody, somebody great. He's one of the greatest players that I've been with. Yeah. Uh, yes, so, sir. Uh, for the benefit of the younger uh, viewers, could you just, yes. just describe how good Lim Engbeng was? And what position did he play? A lot of the young viewers now don't know, don't have any idea ah, on no, uh, no. Lim Engbeng's greatness. Yes. Beng. Uh, a lot of people try to stop Beng, but yeah, uh, I would say Beng Beng studied you, you you stance. Uh, how you, where was your left foot, where was your right foot? Because uh, basically, when your left foot is out, that's where I'll drive in, on your left. And you won't be able to follow me. And if, it, uh, if your right foot is out, I'll drive on your right. That's the basic, that's the fundamental in driving in. Now, he had a good jump shot, a very good jump shot. And uh, like Francis, it's the same like Francis. Uh, a nice also was that he had a good uh, he could drive in he had a good he had a good leap but then when I was guiding him to prevent him from uh, taking his uh, layup shots easily he had uh, he developed a shot from outside and sometimes it was way beyond the three point area and he would make it I said oh my god how can I stop this guy and I was much smaller than Francis I'm only I'm only 5'8". Francis is around 5'10 5'11". So when he takes his jump shot, and it was a jump shot, not a set shot, I, I would never be able to reach the, the ball. And I, I would just look behind me and sure enough, boom, it would be it would be a shot. And uh, he took it like it was just one of those today. That's why I, I was always wondering why he retired at that, you know, at that age. And uh, he said it was his knees. Which I'm having problems now. My knees are bad. Uh, I have arthritis now, and I have to do it. Take it slowly. Uh, I'm not getting any younger, and uh, I have to watch out for my knees. Yes. So, Mike, I, I have a question. Um, when you were starting out in basketball, you said you were a forward, and then you became a guard. Yeah. Did you have access to early uh, early television? Did you pattern your game after anyone uh, who were your early idols when you were starting out in basketball? Oh yes, the first game I saw was uh, uh, in Rizal Memorial. My brother, my father, brought me to the game to see Iko, Iko against Puyat Still, I think this was in the sixty, in the sixties, no. Anyway, when he, the Iko team came in, Kalolo Isaga was there. You know, the, I I felt like the crowd. You know, when you get that feeling, you go inside the stadium. It was such a nice feeling, and I I told myself. Boy, I wish I could play with Ico one day. That was my dream. Uh, 
I wanted to play with Ico so much because I, they had they were, they had so much appeal to the crowd. Of course, because of Leisaga. Leisaga was the great then, the great uh, king, no, Taloy, and uh, they just loved loved Ico so much. So, but when I graduated from La Salle after playing four years for La Salle, I told my father because my father was in Lasalle. I told him, uh, pa, can I play for ECO? He said, no, don't play for ECO because I'm here. You have to go somewhere else. Because if you play for ECO, he said, they'll, they'll say, you've got to ECO because of me. He said, you have to earn your merits. You have to play for another team. That's why I ended up with Mariwasa. And I was glad I went to Mariwasa because I learned a lot from the old players. You know, Mariwasa was... Uh, was a combination of the old players, Joaquin Rojas, Narciso Bernardo, and then the young players, which was us, Soliano, Figuración, myself. We were not an all-star team, but we were a fighting team. We were a fighting team, and I learned a lot from the name Joaquin Rojas. I don't know if you've seen Joaquin Rojas play. Joaquin was, uh, for me, uh, the one of the best players, short players. He was around... Five nine, but he had long arms, and all he he had so much timing. He knew he would he would listen to the, the bounce of the ball, and then he would try to steal from from between the bounces. You see him stealing the ball. He was such a smart player. I learned uh, most of my experience from him. Yeah, the nice things in basketball. Actually, Sir Mike, there was a there was a, a an article that came out when you were still playing that you were trying to teach uh, young kids how to read where the player would go, and uh, your tip to them was always look at the tummy. I don't know where you yeah. learned this, but that is uh, this, this. These were your words: always look at the tummy, never look at the ball. Yeah. Please explain. Yeah, uh, uh, because uh, the the tummy, the tummy, yeah. If you look at the timing of the player you're guarding, it will never go anywhere but to where he's going. If you focus on his timing, of course your eyes has your eyes have to look also where the ball is without without uh, focusing on the ball. No? Just look at the timing and follow the timing, left, right, wherever it goes. That's why I would turn. I would show. That's why when I was David, I never showed my timing. I would show my back. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was uh, one way. But uh, sometimes it does work, sometimes it does not. Because like, bang, okay, you look at his tummy. You're looking at his tummy, then you take a jump shot. Before you know it, it's already up in the air. But uh, that's one way of preventing them from... For, for me, it was more the percentage shots. The layup shot is a higher percentage shot than a jump shot. So, and I was short. So I don't, I had no choice but to prevent them from getting it. Yeah. It's interesting because Yoyong Martires also earlier <laughs> this week, he had the same uh, belief. He said when he's defending, tumitin lang siya sa pusod ng defender niya. Also the tummy, the tummy area. That's what... Uh, maybe that's what I learned from the Visayans when I played for uh, Mariwasa. You know, mm-hmm. without, I don't really remember. But it was a, for me, it was a, it was a habit. Because the tummy will not go anywhere. You just follow the tummy and you'll be okay. They won't be able to drive in. But uh, some some players were just good uh, 
in following, like uh, the, the, most of the players that I played with, because I'm not, I was not as strong as they were. Most of the players that I encountered are very strong leapers and all of that. And uh, that I didn't have. Uh, I couldn't work at it also because I was also working for, for the company I was playing in, Elisalde. In Elisalde, yeah, you can play Furico, but you have to work with them. So it, there was no time to really practice on your own and uh, do your thing. It was work and then practice. Practice, work, they got. Uh, it was hard, kind of hard. But when you're young, you can do those things. But not as much as I could have if I was just focused on basketball. Tito, uh, when you were with La Salle, your coach was Tito Eduque. Was that, is that correct? For for the seniors, yes. Yes, when you, when you won the championship. Yes, yes. And then he was also your coach you... when you went to Mariwasa. Tito Eduque was, was still your coach, right? Yes, because uh, Mr. Coseteng, the owner of Mariwasa then, took him. So, because of that, Mr. Coseteng asked uh, five of us, Julian Lim, Do Escobar, Dundo Guevara, and one more, and myself, to play. And uh, that's, uh, that's why we ended up in Mariwasa. It's uh, so sad because Julian was a good player. It's just that he broke his knee on on the first game. Mm. We were playing against Maralco and uh, he, he got hit from behind and he never recovered, Julian. And he was one, one of my best friends, Julian. And uh, he was such a nice man, very humble, like Bang. Bang also very humble. I, I like humble people, but fighters. There were fighters, but yeah, very humble. What kind of a coach uh, was Tito Eduque? Because a lot of people hear about him you now, the man in white. He did coach in the PBA eventually for a while. But uh, what, what sort of system did he run? What kind of demeanor did he have when he was on the sidelines? Um, if your father would know this, uh, because he also played for Eco. No? Right. And uh, Eco was like a family. Uh, yes, you were competitors, even amongst yourselves, but more. They treated us like families, um, like dinners after every game. Win or lose, we would have dinners, and then uh, we fought like a like a team, like a family. And he brought that to La Salle. All to La Salle, and then when Tito was playing for La Salle, they were also treated like that. Uh, so it, it uh, I guess it carried all the way from from Ico, from La Salle to Ico, then to us. And even Mariwasa, Tito treated us like uh, his own kids. That's why I like Tito, because he's like a father. He's like a father, and uh, it's just sad that he had to go. So good people like go early, you know. So, yeah. Like me, I'm still, I'm still here, so I still have to pay for my sins. I'm not a father. Because, yeah. But, uh, I, yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to ask, Lang, uh, you were with Tito Eduque for, from college until the early days of, uh, of Mika. What were the biggest lessons you actually picked up from him? Because we consider him a, a brilliant basketball mind, but you actually worked with him. So what were the biggest uh, uh, learnings or the le biggest lessons that you got from him? Uh -oh. uh, this is one thing. Tito will teach you the fundamentals of basketball. How to pass, uh, when to take the shot, uh, when to give a bounce pass, 
how to scream, all fundamentals. But he'll, he'll never tell you, you have to take it this way or that way. No, he leaves that up to you. You have to use your own head. So, sure, you want to take it, uh, you want to take a gamble, take a 30-foot shot. Okay, if you take it, if it pinches, then he'll take you out and he'll tell you, why did you take the 30-foot shot? <laughs> but, you know, it, he gave you, it was all up to you. Uh, of course, the team, no? He's a, he's a team team coach. Uh, he doesn't that coach for himself. It's all for the team. And the players feel that. And it's nice to play for somebody who's like that. Likes to win for the team. Everybody happy when the team wins. It's not, uh, I was the coach. That's why you guys won. Or he was the star <laughs> player. He doesn't treat people like that. Because there, in some teams, it's uh, I'm the star. So I have to score my 20 points or 25. If I don't, if I don't score that, and we win, I will not be happy. Now, if I score 25 and we lose, who cares? I made my 25 points. There, there are players like that. Uh, yeah. But Tito made sure that we, we wouldn't think that way, and uh, no, 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 not that kind of attitude. We're all together. That's what made him a great coach, a leader. More of a leader than a technical. Because there are people who are technically sound, no? And uh, he's more, he's more a leader. Uh, that's why we like him. Okay. You mentioned earlier that you uh, dribble, you just want to show your butt to the to the to the defender. But also at the same time, um, your dribbling style. Was completely different. Everybody was like you know, flashy, crossover. In fact, I heard the reporter likening you, uh, likening you to like the Bob Cousy of the Philippines. You were <laughs> straight body, and then your dribbling was body, right, right. Yeah, even Yoyong Martinez he said that you, you, dribble is in front. Of you he can't steal from you because the ball is always in front of you. So, how did you develop this ball handling skill that was so different from the time? Now you mentioned this. Yeah, nobody. Uh, when I was playing at that time. You must remember, I was not really a guard. I was I was made a guard by Duque. <laughs> now, I was light. I was 100 and, 118 pounds, I think. <laughs> yeah, very, very thin, yes. And, uh, you know, you know how strong the players are, no? One push and that's it. You're going yeah. to lose the ball and you're going to lose your body. So I said, how? Huh? How, how can I get past these guys without being without falling or without being pushed? So that's that's how I learned. I just I gave them my back, and uh, I was able to to outmaneuver them. And uh, if they pushed me, the referee could see it because they would push me from behind. And uh, that, I guess that helped me. Um, and I was able to pass better uh, with my with my back turn because they didn't know where the ball was coming from. <laughs> not like if you, in fact, there was a coach. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you remember Feli Fajardo. Yes, 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 yes. He said he, told, he called me once because he was the one who brought me to Rico. He called me and said, Mike, Mike, would you have to give you back when you're dribbling? Can't you dribble in front of the guy? I, I can quote, but I'm not comfortable. Why? Because they will just push me and I will fly. And <laughs> yeah, you would fly. I, if, <laughs> If, if you had seen me before against these guys, no, no way would I play. That's why my father said that that's for tall people and strong people. <laughs> I said, 
So I just, I just thought, um, uh, how would you say it? Uh, I had to find a way, no, uh, to be able to be effective. That's all. That's all I did. That's what used my head also. Because how in the world can I pass to these big guys? And they were the guys. Sometimes we play against imports of six nine, six ten. You dive in and you see them. Oh my God, six nine, six ten. How would I pass this guy? And I was, I didn't have a good shot. So I had to learn how to take a hook shot, and I had to learn. And they, they wouldn't bother me. They, they think this guy is just going to throw the ball. And then the ball, the shot would go in. And uh, I was happy that they were shot. And that's, uh, I had to adjust to the way, uh, to these people, the big ones and whatever, whatever would come up in front of me. That's why I enjoyed it. It was a big challenge for me. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I went through it. But boy, that was really hard, what I went through. Now that I think about it, uh, it was a hard, uh, hard career, but I enjoyed it. I, it was there, there were ups and downs. When I was younger, uh, when I started for Mariwasa, we somehow was were able to control the Mika. There was no PBA yet for two years, right. and that for me was the height of basketball. I was young, I wasn't hurt, I I could do anything I wanted because I was young. You know, when you're young, you think I. Uh, there's no, there will always be tomorrow. And then, until I got hurt, I, I broke my knee. That's when I said, oh, oh. I didn't know my, <laughs> my knee would give in. Then I had a harder time. <laughs> but I had to go on because I had to, I had to make a living. It's, it's uh, uh, Basketball then was also a living aside from working, working for the company. Yes, Charles. You know, um, Tito, well, just just to, to let everybody know, just to let you know also right now on Facebook Live, of course, there's a lot of people watching, but among the people watching right now are Bernie Fabiosa. Ricky, Rick, Ricky Relosa is watching. Uh, Ray Lazaro. Ray Lazaro is watching as well. Uh, so yeah. they're, they're, they're here watching you <laughs> because uh, they know that you're the guest today, aside from uh, from a bunch of other people. Anyway, I, I do remember your dad no? from, from ECO. And of course, when people think about Mike Bilbao, ECO talaga ang naiisip nila more than Mariwasa. Diba? Yeah. And then you had your one year in Beerhausen. But but it's really ECO. So what year did you transfer to ECO from Mariwasa? And then you stayed there for the next decade. Diba? You were there for a good number 76. of years. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> you see, 70. There was no PBA yet. no. So I went to ECO. I played for Mariwasa uh, 71, 72, and then I think mid-73. And then he, uh, my father told, goes to me and tell, tells me, because Freddie Webb got hurt, he broke mm -hmm. his knee. And I didn't know Eco was going to be interested. And I, I never expected my father to say, you can now play for Eco. So, he just came one morning and I said, uh, Oye Miguel, I don't want you to be playing uh, basketball without working. You have to work and you have to play. And uh, Eco wants you. I was, I was startled. Uh, finally, my dream will come true. I'm going to play for Eco. <laughs> but uh, although I love Mariwasa because of the championships that we had, but I said maybe it's about time I go to Eco. That was '73, I think. And uh, Feli Fardo actually asked me before my father did, and I told uh, Mr. Fardo, Coach, 
uh, I would like to go to Eco, but uh, I cannot leave Mr. Kosoteng because he's been very nice to me. And he never came, very, very proud, very proud man. If you say no to him, he will never go back to you and ask you again. So I knew that. So my father had to be the one to tell me. And I cannot, I don't say no to my dad. When my father says run, I have to run. When, he, when my father says jump into the lake, I have to jump into the lake. You know how Charlie, the, the, the Spaniards, they're very strict, but they, they have big hearts, yeah. But I was happy also because the Domanolo is such a nice, such a nice uh, owner, no, of uh, each other. Big heart, right. all of them, especially Mr. Frank, Elisalde. I love them. Uh, they were actually in my life for so many years. And it was 74 until what year? Until 83, I think. 83. 83. But uh, in between those years, I broke my knee. So I had to stop for a year and a half, two, I think. But it was always uh, Eco. And then Eco disbanded. And where did I play? I don't remember anymore. No, you, went went to, to, you went to Birhausen. Birhausen, uh, one year. One year. And Birhausen was a different story because I was playing among different people already, the younger ones, and I was getting yeah. old. So, <laughs> like what Pear told me, when you're, when you're, when, when you're, uh, when you, when you get heated up in a game, that only means you're getting old. You have to retire. So I retired <laughs> after that because I couldn't accept defeat anymore like I used to. And uh, I felt so bad. I had a harder time. Uh, because the older you are, the harder it becomes. It's not fun anymore. And that's a difference I wanted to say also between the amateur and the professional league. The amateur is, was like a family. You enjoyed. Uh, everything was fun. Of course, you feel bad when you lose, but uh, you, like tomorrow is always another day. Uh, that's why I enjoyed the Mika more than the PBA. The PBA was more because you were paying, being paid so much, you have to play, you have to Mm -hmm. You have to run, you have to do this, do that. Uh, it was not fun anymore. It was work. More work than fun. And basketball to me was always fun. Because, uh, you know, you beat the other guy fairly. And uh, because of your hard work, you feel better. Not because of money. That was the difference. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I have, a, I have a question. When you were in ECO, you formed what was probably the first big three in the Mika'a. Yourself, Rene Canent, and Freddie Webb, you were, uh, you were all teammates at one point and all great mm -hmm. players. And what was it like playing with Rene Canent and, and Freddie Webb in, in ECO? Oh, those, those guys are fighters. Uh, they, were, they were ahead of me. Uh, Rene was... Uh, I used to watch him playing in the NCAA when I was in... when I was in grade six, I think. Rene was playing for Jose Isal. Mm -hmm. And uh, Freddie was way ahead of even ahead of Rene, so I was the younger one, and I learned a lot from them. Uh, you see, as when you play with the older ones, you get to learn from them. Their their takes, when when to go to the left, when to go to the right, until it becomes second motion. With you don't even have to think about it; it becomes part of your system. And, that's what I always tell the young players. Always, always uh, make it a point when you practice or when you play. You have to learn from other people who are who have a lot of tricks. Basketball is a game of tricks. Huh? Like uh, the, some people are good in faking, and then they take the the 
the jump shot at the time when you're going down, they're going up. And there's so many things that we have to learn until it becomes again a uh, second motion. Yeah, you don't think about it anymore. Everything is reflex. Like once uh, I was dry, we were playing against Crispa, okay? I was, the lane was open. So here I come running for my layup. And all of a sudden, I find myself under the under the goal. <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody touched my feet, no, uh, or my foot. Uh, when I look back, it was Johnny Rivera. I said, Johnny, I'm just, I'm just earning a living. I'm just earning a living. You don't have to kill me for this. And said, you know what he said? Sorry, my I didn't have to shoot and, and my reflex, you know. Gonna tell like a Johnny. I said, but you know, uh, it's getting to know them. No matter how you know, how tough they are, you no. Know. Yeah, some people are intimidating. They like to intimidate. It's one of those who love to intimidate. <laughs> yeah. How was the how was the success of uh, the success of Eco in in your short time in the Mikaa before you transferred to the PBA? Did you also win championships with Eco in in the Mikaa? Uh, when I transferred to ECO from Mariwasa, hmm. uh, let me, rem- I'm trying to recall, uh, we never got, we never won a championship under Feli Fajardo. Never did, when I was there. Uh, but when Boning, when F- F- Coach Fajardo left and Boning Carbonell took over, we won that. Hmm. So at least once, we won it yeah. once. Um, but because you know what, what I I, I try to think, you know what was wrong with Eco? Because these are all stars. You know that, Charlie. You know these yes, yes. players of Eco, they were all stars. But then I forgot they were not getting young. They were getting older, mm-hmm. and we were the young ones. The young ones that came into Eco during my time was Cleofas mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Morty Samson mm-hmm. and myself. Latinistas. Mm-hmm. Yes, but the. But the others, the real stars, they were not getting any younger. This after that, that's why I said um, they could not keep up with the pace of Crispa. That's when Crispa started coming. This Crispa was a young team, a solid team in UE because they were all most of them were UE. Mm-hmm. Then they had additions like uh, Adornado from UST, and then Jun Papa, and uh, Atuiko. You know, they, they, they were good. Mm-hmm. My God, you know, every time. We play against, I remember that time, very clearly, it's Eco Crispa. Then I would say, oh my God, <laughs> we go again. Because they were, uh, they, they, they just had this, uh, they were so fluid because they knew each other very well. They knew what the other guy was without them looking for them. They would, and they were big, strong, young. Yeah. Uh, and Eco, Eco was really, yeah, we're not getting any younger. And I was, I was short. So if I were told, maybe uh, I could change the tempo, but no, we're not a small guy, not in basketball. Small guy can only do so much. Pangulu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sir, I'm going to show you a series of photographs of your playing days. And uh, okay. maybe for each photo, just uh, describe who you're with. And uh, if it's a f- another player, just talk about that player, um, what yes. it was like to go up against. Okay. Okay, thank you. 
Okay, this is the first one. Can you see it? Tito? See it? Yeah, I'll get my glasses. <laughs> Sorry, ah. Huh? Okay, no problem, okay. no problem at all. Para You're sa mga ibang na nakikinig, here. yung mga na, 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 nakikinig ngayon, nanonood sa Facebook Live, uh, among them, Tito Mike, Bert De La Rosa is also watching. Si Bo? Berto? Berto is watching. Bert yeah. De La Rosa is watching. Is there, yeah. uh, and Alan Kaidik. Alan Kaidik is also watching. So, one of the younger ones, Alan Kaidik. Yeah, he came after yeah. you already. One of the best shooters. Yes, for me, one right. of the best. Bert was a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's, there's, the, there's the first photo. With yes. The, the guy at the back wearing Royal True Orange. Uh, this is Leo Young Martires. He just faked you off. <laughs> yeah. This guy with the ball? Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's Leo Young. And he, no? he made you jump. Yeah. <laughs> I was jumping, but I don't think that's Leo Young Martires. <laughs> that, so that's Leo Young, yeah. That's Leo Young, yeah, number 14. Royal, Royal True Orange, number 14. That's Leo Young. Yeah. That's Leo Young. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who is up against number 44, your teammate. Uh can't really make out his face. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is PBA na eh. Yeah. It doesn't look like you. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's my eyes. That, uh, 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 this is you, I think, uh, during your time as assistant team manager for Hinebra. Uh, Hinebra. Uh, yeah. Yes, this is after your playing days uh, in uh, Ultra. That's Ultra already. Yes, Ultra name. Uh, yeah, this, that's Dr. Concepcion beside me. He's... Uh, he was our marketing officer. Yes. Can you he, he was see? Can you go back? Can you go back to the first picture? This mm -hmm. one. Yeah, this one. The number forty-four is. I think that's Jimmy Taguines. Ah, really? And, and I think someone pointed it out also on the feed, no, Mr. Flores. Jimmy Taguines, number forty-four. This, that's what. Uh, that's what was stated here. So ah, what, okay. What team was this? Forty-four of what team? Of Tanduay. Uh, Tanduay. The guy right behind you in this photo. You're asking that, that the guy behind me? Yes, the guy yeah, behind you. Jimmy. Right? And it looks like it's Jimmy yes. Taguines. Yeah. Uh, it's 44 could be Taguines, yes. Yeah. 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 Former yeah. rookie of the year. Yeah, this, this, this should have been, what, 78, 79? Yeah, this must have been about 78. Yeah. Yes, because Royal True Orange. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, this is an article was written about you in one of the the old Filipino sports magazines. Ah, uh, the sports magazine. Yes, yes. I, I I remember that. Yes. Yeah, Mike Bilbao. Wrote something back. about Mike, Mike Bilbao and he's back, and you know, like uh, so what, you know? Because <laughs> 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 I, I this was the time I broke my knee, so I, yes. I had coming back, and uh, a lot of people gave me. The support just like when after my accident, boy, I got all the support that I needed. That's why I was able to come back. That's and, funny uh, on, the, on the bottom right of this photo, Tito. Of the, on the bottom right, where's Chito Loisaga? And he's wearing <laughs> it says, Where's Chito Loisaga? He's wearing an Iko Tandwai jersey. And remember, yeah. he only played one game for Iko Tandwai, he just played, played one game. game and then he left. He left. Uh, something happened. Uh, yeah. I don't know what really happened, but <laughs> something. <laughs> They didn't come to an agreement. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. I enjoy playing with Chito for that one game. Uh, he's a very smart uh, player. Oh, very magulang. They say magulang magro. He uses his body very well. 
Uh, he played like uh, like as his dad, even using his body. But his dad was something else. His dad yes. was really a terrific player. I'll just but, read uh, the Jason. Yeah, I'll just read the, the first paragraph here in the article. It says, uh, he, he has broken a syndrome. He is short, yes. He is slow, yes. He is yes. cool, yes. He is 5'9", or maybe a little less, yet his hardcore stance is that of a six-footer. And he executes oh, nice. this brand with flying colors. That's so nice. You know, when you hear things like that, it makes your head big, but I, my head doesn't get big. <laughs> yeah, this is 1981. Yes. 81, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. March 81. of 1981. So, yeah. I was playing for Igu Tandawai. Yes, that's right. Because uh, Tobanolo, they want uh, Tandawai, the name Tandawai in the, in the Mika. And it's a big thing. Uh, he always wanted Iko because Iko mm -hmm. was known to be with Elizalde. And um, I don't blame him because, uh, you know, Tico was a team of champions. They won seven straight national championships uh, back in the 60s. And uh, the, the team that almost uh, tied the record of seven straight national championships was Ismael. Mm -hmm. Ismael won six. Ismael mm -hmm. won six. On this seventh try, Jaworski played for for Ico. For That's what when they get to, to play for... Uh, that's when he got to play for Ico. And uh, oh. Ico beat Ismael. Uh, so Ismael never won the seven national or tied uh, Ico's seven national championships. And th th those were classic games. Uh, for me, I admire the way they played Ico Ismael. Oh my God. They were so cool. And uh, everything, they made, they made it look so easy playing basketball. They were so synchronized and uh, they were good. They were good players, and I guess uh, the teams after that they were also good. I'm not saying that they were bad, but yeah. watching Eco Ismail for me was a classic, classic, uh, always a classic game, always a classic game. Uh, the players were decent players, you know, respectable, and uh, you could talk to them after the game. They were, they were, they were good. They were kind. The younger players. But uh, not all of them are that kind, or they don't act the same way. Uh, the, they they change. They somehow change because uh, they were idolized by by the crowd. Uh, they go out of the coliseum. Everybody's around them. Uh, you know that that sort of a thing. Like uh, we go to the province to play. I'm sure, after the game, they're all over us. So what we what we do is after the game we look for a place where we can run to go to the bus to go home, because you know it's so so scary. You don't even know these people. You know they, they pinch you, they hit you. Then before, never mind if you're big. If you're big, they think twice before touching you or anything. But if you're small, you know they can push you. They can they can do anything, and uh, it changes. It's uh, we were treated like actors already. In the PBA, like uh, people in the movies, people, and we didn't like it. Uh, Amateur was always with respect. Uh, there were limits, uh, and that one I missed because PBA changed changed that. In the amateur, was, that's why I like the amateur nicer, much nicer. Well, For the benefit of the younger, yeah, yeah viewers. 
Iko Ismail was like one of the biggest rivalries in Philippine yeah. Philippine basketball in the 1960s or this. Yeah, before Chris Patoyota, it was Iko Ismail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this Chris picture Patriota. that we have right now, um, uh, uh, Sir Mike, is uh, the big three that I was talking about earlier. Kanen, yes, the... uh, Webb, guess... and uh, Bilbao. Yeah, there's, there's a photo right now on the screen, sir. Yeah. Uh, okay. You look at this. Uh, Freddy here already had a knee injury. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, he came back to play for Ico Tanduay. But f- if you had seen Freddy before his knee injury playing for Ico, boy, he was, he was really fast. He was something else. Rene was a... Was fast too, but not as fast as Freddy. And the slowest is this guy, the other one, Bilbao. That number was <laughs> very slow. <laughs> but when we practice and they're both running, I try to catch. No, I cannot. They're so quick. And uh, they, I would consider this to us, uh, they were in a, they belong to a different era, uh, that eco Ismail era. Yeah, the, every, I would say every decade is different. Like, the, the Toyota Crispa. That was classic. for me another classic uh, fight. The Toyota Crispa. For you, very from beginning to end, you see Toyota running, you know, from from the backward, the front court. They don't stop. They never stop running. And then you see Crispa trying to catch up with them. But Crispa had better players and more synchronized. So it was classic. Uh, it took some time before before they broke up. But uh, those were fine. Find the final moments in basketball, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I like watching uh, good teams play, even in the Olympics. Uh, they're nice to watch, even in the NBA. The NBA now has changed from the NBA of before. Like during the time of Boston Celtics, I used to enjoy watch, watching Boston Celtics. They were like a team uh, playing, trying to synchronize too. And then LA Lakers, boy, Magic Johnson. Those, those for me were... They, for me, they, they were not the top players in basketball. And uh, of course, there are good players now, you know, LeBron James, but it's power, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is power, pure power. And uh, of, But they're good. They're good. Uh, no, no question about that. But different kind. They, in, uh, they would say, uh, Suave. Before, they, they were Suave players, no? And more Suave than now. Because now it's just, Power. Yeah, <laughs> power. Yeah. What's this picture? This is uh, Mike. Apparently, yeah. No, no. Uh, you had a column, a sports column for Sports Weekly magazine before. Uh, oh. Yes, yeah, they, they asked yeah. me to write. <laughs> yeah, here. Uh, name Balon. Ano Baloncesto. Baloncesto. Uh, Baloncesto. Mm. Basketball. This yes. basketball. So yeah, the photo here is you. You wrote an article about your teammate Francois Weiss. Here. Oh, yes, yes. I had to write something huh? about Francois. And he never forgot that. He thought I was pulling his leg. I said, no, Francois, it will come out. <laughs> so I gave him the mic. The <laughs> After we talked. And he never forgot. He was so grateful. I said, Francois, you're a nice man. And uh, you're a fighter. So uh, since I come from that, uh, that uh, orientation of uh, family, being a family uh, team member, that's how we used to treat each other. Because that time we were playing in the pros already. It's not, the pros is different now. It's, uh, I'm getting more than you. You have to feed like that, you know. How much are you getting? You're going to ask for more? It wasn't the same. In Eco, actually, 
when I played through the year, we were not getting much from playing. It was just an allowance. And uh, we were working. We were uh, more concentrated in working than playing. Uh, playing was more or less an outlet for us. And we enjoyed it because after almost after every game, we were we, they brought us to Casa Marcos to have a good steak. You know, those, those <laughs> right, right. I've not heard that in a while. No. Yes, Casa then, Marcos, yeah. Casa yeah, Marcos. and then he, he, he's, uh, he's the catch. After uh, after eating, uh, one player would call the waiter, Chief, uh, can I have two more? Because I have two kids, I have to feed them. So oh, I have wow. two more. So <laughs> then another player says, I have, I have ten kids, maybe five will do. <laughs> But, you know, but, again, yeah, but again, you know, this is just uh, because it was true. They had they had so many kids. Like there was a player. Uh, I don't know if you know him. You remember him? He passed away already. Uh, his name is uh, or was uh, uh, Elias Tolentino. Of course, yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Yes, yeah. Well, Elias, okay. Elias, yes, Elias was working until with Domonolo, right, in his uh-huh. office. Uh-huh. Anyway, Elias was married then, huh? I was talking on the, on the 70s. He was married uh, to the sister of Philip Cesar. Philip Cesar, right. Yes. Yes. And then Elias was married 12 years, I think, at that time. And he had 11 kids. So it was <laughs> in 12 years, he had 11 kids. So so we, I asked him, Elias, what's that? Every year you have a child. So Egei Gomez, another player. Mm-hmm. He passed yeah. away also. Right. You know, you know, Mike Elias just goes on, just walks, and he just passes by his wife. His wife gets pregnant already, so he has to stay away from the pastor. <laughs> 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 it is a big joke, but you know, that's how that's how fun. And then Elias also, one of the games, one of the games we were playing against uh, Johnny Supermarket, I think. And then uh, the the import of Johnny supermarket, they used to have imports them. Suddenly fell after taking a, lay, a layup, so he fell against uh, against uh, against I uh, know uh, under the goal. So then he turns around and says, "Hey man, what did I do, man? Hey man, Tolentino, <laughs> what did I do, man?" So he just turns around and says, "Canina kapay." <laughs> so, <laughs> We just laughed and uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir, nice I just like to yeah. ask long about uh, how did you get started with this gig, uh, writing a sports sports column? Did sports really sports column. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they, they just asked me if I, I had time to write a column, and uh, I said yes. But what about about basketball? Okay, and what do I say? Do I I I do want to comment so much on on the teams that were playing because I was I was still playing for ego. So mm-hmm. I said, I'll, I'll talk about basketball, the basics, the fundamentals, and uh, hopefully the people that will read the column, will, especially the kids. It was geared more towards uh, learning uh, kids how to play basketball the right way. Because the basketball, if you don't learn the fundamentals uh, from the very beginning, you'll have a hard time adjusting. You'll... Uh, You'll uh, develop the the bad the bad things that you're not supposed to. And uh, but if you if you're fundamentally sound, it's easy. 
it's easy to play basketball as long as you practice your discipline uh, as long as you have the values of uh, an athlete for me that's very important uh, discipline and determination and and uh, how to accept law, uh, victory and loss all these all those things that's why basketball is not just the game it's the values that you develop and uh, but again like i said when the, when it's play for pay all those values go to the go to the dogs because uh, sometimes you lose them because of money so i never like i never like the post because of that but uh, you have to play if you wanted to play big time you have to be in the post and here you are with, with francois this is a great shot you and francois yeah, Fra- together this francois playing for another team no yes yeah. or utex i think was yeah. it utex or yeah you see how big that guy is yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think he almost made it to do the, the football team in uh, la yeah but the rams, yeah. The rams. Yeah, he did i think it's the rams yeah he mentioned yeah. that to me he almost made it but he was cut he was uh that i think uh he was last last 10 to be cut yes but you know he, he was big and uh it was nice to play with him uh, very easy to read what he wanted you to do and uh, as far as uh, he wasn't uh, asking for the ball all the time he would uh, find space to find the a place for him to take a good shot. And uh, although he wasn't that tall, he wasn't that tall. That's mm-hmm. why he, he had a harder time against the taller, taller blacks. The taller blacks were uh, were hard. Uh, this this is you during your year at Beerhausen, going up against the young point guard at the time named Hector Calma. Yeah. Heck, yes. He's a very humble, good. Uh, he was a point guard of, I uh, know, of that American coach, no? Yeah, Ron Jacobs. Ron Jacobs. Ron Jacobs, yeah. Heck was a way, he was a heck of a player, also. Heck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like the way he played. Very clean. And I'm not dirty. I don't like dirty players. We're, we're still trying to get him on the show, see, Heck. Yeah. yeah. Hope, hopefully he can. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. trying to invite him. Well, even Francois Weiss is actually scheduled on this show. Yes, later this week. Yeah, Francois, Francois, you'll enjoy talking with Francois. He's a down-to-earth person. Yeah, down-to-earth. He'll tell you everything. There, there's yeah. the standing up. There's the stand-up dribble. Oh. Yeah. You face the back. Huh? You have to face your butt towards the defender. Yes. Like... Who is this defender, though? Yes. Really Anong Sinto? Mariwasa yan. Mariwasa yan. Oh, yung 17. Letter uh, M yung jersey. That's 17? Mm-hmm. I wonder who that is. I can't... Uh, I can't. Is, he didn't get the I ball. This is Mika. Ah. This yeah. is Mika you see how small I am? Huh? You see how small that guy is? That's number four? <laughs> you see, can you imagine? When I look at those three pictures, I said, oh my God, those guys are giants. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to ask I need to ask Tito if you look at the the pictures as we're looking through the pictures your jersey number changes from 4 to 44 to 20 <laughs> to 6 <laughs> and then 34 with beer house why is that how come your jersey number changes <laughs> even with I, one I, I team only, yeah I only kept number 4 with uh, Mariwasa and then Iko and then in the middle of the 
when I got hurt, I think I changed my number already because I, said, I don't know if I'll be able to play again. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> sure. Uh, it, it was insecurity more than anything else. Uh, I, I love number four because that gave us championships in in uh, La Salle. I was very proud of that, La Salle and uh, Mariwasa. Mariwasa, yes, we were in La Salle. Uh, Speaking of La Salle, yes. here's your grad pick. I think this is your grad graduation pick? pick, this one. Ah, yes, yes. That, that's a graduation <laughs> picture. Yeah, that was how many years ago? Ah, that was two years ago when I graduated. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, I stopped counting after 24. I stopped counting. Already, so <laughs> I'll never get old. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, when I was young. Here's, here's the matchup. Kiko. Yeah, I guess Kiko. Look at you. Yes. Nakatakas, ah. strong. And everybody that, used to that, talk about the two of you because of that Ateneo LaSalle uh, background. And mm-hmm. then you guys You're also... Both, ano, you good on your feet. You quick on your feet. Eh, parehong football player. He was also oh, a football player. Exactly. He told yeah. us when he was yeah. Francis was a, was a star. He was born a star already. Eh? See, Francis. <laughs> he was... As a, as a baby, he was already a star. Then he played soccer, star for him. And then he played basketball, star for him. Whatever he went. He was a star because he was a, I would call him a, a natural. He was a natural yeah. athlete, yeah, very strong body. Uh, he maybe didn't realize it, but he, he was very strong. Like Parangkalabaw, uh, yung mm-hmm. he won't stop. That's why Fabiosa and him, when they were matched up in, in uh, Toyota, Toyota. it was a nice uh, thing to watch because both were strong. Fabiosa is another Calabao. You know, he's very strong. <laughs> no, don't you think so? Charlie, see yeah, Fabiosa? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh? And he, he, he won't stop. God. He's relentless. No, he doesn't stop. doesn't get tired. I said, this guy doesn't get tired. I'm going to die here. <laughs> Just follow me. Yeah, he was a hustler. He was all over the court. I said, God, please stop running already because I was tired already. <laughs> because, because, but, you know, in Eco Bonadiri, uh, that professional, I'm talking of uh, you know, Eco days, because we were working and then, of course, we were also drinking after the game uh, and I was smoking, so I wasn't really a, a dedicated athlete, not like these people. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people say watching, yeah. and one of them pointed out it's not, it wasn't Mariwasa a while ago, it was Motorola. Was mm. the team you were playing against <laughs> Motorola though? Because of Concepcion Motorola, yes. Yeah, yeah. Concepcion Could be. I, I, that's why the tuning form. I, I don't remember the tuning form. Oh. And it looked like Joy Jonisio though behind you, well, in that picture a while ago. Ah, Joy. Yeah, we looked like yeah, it was according, according yeah. to Boyan Season. Mm. Yeah, there, there was a. See, see, Joy is still alive, or he passed away already? Haven't heard if he's passed away, but uh, I'm not really sure no. where he is now. Yeah. yeah. Sid, you're gonna there say. Was, yeah, no, there was there, no. There's a viewer who's asking if it's true that you and Francis communicated in Spanish while you were playing. Only the bad words in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only the coños and the cabron. Yeah. <laughs> so it's true. You trash talked in Spanish with Francis Arnaiz. Yeah. Uh, when he when he makes his. Uh, Three-point shot, I say, coño. Kayong dalawa lang yan eh. Kayong dalawa lang we're doing that. Uh, I don't want to understand. 
No, but you know, there was a referee, referee Cruz. I don't know. Dean Cruz. Know. Yeah, Dean Cruz. Uh, Dean Cruz, yes. You know him? Dean Cruz. Yes, yes. We remember him. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. remember, okay. So there was once, uh, he called a follow me. So I said, call you. Then he comes up to me. I know what you mean, Mike. Just stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> He's that mad. He got, good uh, thing, good know, thing no technical foul, huh? Yeah. Huh? So it's true, pal. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And here's oh, cool. oh yeah, this is another Sports Weekly. I know on the bottom left. That's yeah. you, the Mike Bill, Mighty, Mighty Mike. Mighty Mike. It says Mighty Mike is back. Yeah. And how? Yeah. I go, I go. Must have paid him a lot of money to write that. Of course, yeah, uh, the no, big, no. the big, the main picture that CDCP versus Chris Pagidabin is yeah. getting blocked by. I think that's Edmund Lawrence. Uh -huh. Yes, yes. And James Lister, maybe probably. Yeah. Then you see how tall those guys are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Six, six five, six three. My God. Oh, these guys are seven, almost seven feet. Yeah, seven feet. These are former. <laughs> one of them is a former NBA player, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. He's a brother oh of Alton Lister. Mm. James oh Lister. my God! Mm. Yes, those are the real players. I'm sorry to hear also about Gidaben being in the yeah. hospital. Uh, he's in New York. You said. Now he's recovering. Yeah, he's recovering already. He's he's, he's had some. He's uh, recovering good. He's, uh, he's had some uh, health problems, but uh, you know he's 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 up. I know he's in a wheelchair, but he's he's up and about them. I mean, he's able to communicate. I, I I'll tell you about Gidaben. Although I don't know. Gidaben, when he started, uh, we were playing against them. He was new in Crispa. Anyway, Tolentino, Elias, was trying to position himself. You know the centers, they want the position so you can give them a pass, no? They put up their hands. Uh, I did the left hand up. Anyway, Gidaben kept going in front of him. And kept, you know, he kept bothering him. So I just heard Elias say, bye-bye. Um, don't bother me. You know, I'm just going to get the ball. You don't have to you put your shoulder, throw me an elbow. Just just, just relax. <laughs> and I guess Kidaben took it like, who's this guy telling me what to do? It's very, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, until finally, I was about to give the ball to Elias. I just heard a boom in the, on the floor. When I look, looked up, I just, I just saw Kidaben's foot shaking from one one place to another. <laughs> so, and then I was looking for Elias, and Elias was there. He went to the bench to have a cup of water. Then he tells me, okay, by Mbuko, Mike. I said, oh my God. Oh, lucky naman. Kasi lucky nakapumada si Elias, eh. Yes. Di ba, Willie Hernandez used to call him Namikato Man. Namikato Man, right. Namikato Man. Binigyan niya. Wow. Oh, that's and a nice thing I've heard in a while. Here's another mestizo you're playing against. This yeah. is in Mikaapa, I think. This is Francis, no? No, that's Ricky. Ricky Palu. That's Ricky Palu. Ah, Ricardo, no, no. Nasapat lang yan. Yeah, Ricardo is tall. Ricky, Ricky is around 6'2", no? 6'1". Thereabouts, yes. He was a good blacker, si Ricky. Yeah. He would, I saw him black uh, when Sunny Reyes was the star of Eco. I saw him black a shot. He was playing for San Miguel, Ricky. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sunny drove with his uh, carpet shot. You know, the two 
200 shot in the middle lane, no? And then here comes Ricardo Palu. And Ricky blocked his shot really, really well. He was, uh, his timing was perfect, even for Ateneo. When he was playing for Ateneo, he was known for that. And he had a good side shot. And uh, he didn't, didn't, uh, he didn't weigh so much, but uh, he was known for that, for blocking his shots. Another guy also known for that is Orly Bason. I don't know yes. if you guys know. Yes, 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 yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Orly, yeah. because Orly was a volleyball player. That's mm. why he would let the guy go. Oh, when the guy, he would let you lay up. But then at the top of your layup, here he comes, boom. <laughs> I am by those guys. Yeah. Well, I was actually talking to Ricky Palu the other day and he sends his regards. He says, uh, hello. You are... yes. Yeah. I was, I was talking to him the other day. He sends his regards. Oh, that's nice of him. Ricardo, is, uh, I admire this, the, the way he plays also. And uh, remember, uh, when Arnaiz, I think, was playing for Ateneo, mm -hmm. That year, I was still a bench farmer, so I didn't get to play against Francis so much in Ateneo. Yeah, I only played uh, one year. Yeah, only played for one year, uh -huh. and then he played for Meralco after that. So, mm -hmm. but he was already a star. Like I told you, wherever he went, he was a star. Uh, and then he, he became a real star when uh, Educa, I think, got him to play for ABC. Mm -hmm. That's when Francis, you know, really... Really shine. Tito, Tito knows how to use people, and uh, Arnaiz became Arnaiz. Although he was already a star, he became a superstar. A superstar is one that uh, can give you 20, 25 points a game, he can play 40 to 44 minutes a game. So, uh, different different classes. Uh, so, so they, these are people that, like Jaworski. Jaworski can give you I can play 48 minutes a game, you know, <laughs> and he can do everything that he has to do, rebound, screen, pass, yeah, all around. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but that, I'm a, no, can you go, can you go back, Langsid, just that last oh, sorry. picture? Sorry. I, I was just, just going to ask, uh, who does Mike Bilbao look more like here, Cliff Richard or Elvis Presley? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who? This guy, this guy. It looks like an looks artist, like number four. The number four guy looks like an artist. Number four. I think Eddie Pellegrina, right? Eddie Pellegrina. Eddie Pellegrina. Oh, man. Movie star. Movie star looks. I remember Eddie Pellegrina. You know what? I think it was Eddie. He passed out a dugout. And then one of the players shouted, Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, well, you know, very nice order, very nice, you know, disposition. He uh, just smiled. Like well, once we were having dinner, the La Salle team in Casa Marcos, and then Eddie Gutierrez came out of a, of the restaurant from a, a closed restaurant, and then one of the players said, "Oh, Eddie, Eddie!" And then <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is yeah. another photo of you during your stint as assistant team manager of Finebra. By the way, we'd like to thank Ernie for being Actually, I was, I was uh, hired in Latunanya to be to work. Mm -hmm. And then I told them they wanted me to be in the team also. I said, I, I don't think I have time because, you know, I was having difficulty already with my knee here. So they said, oh, no, all you have to do, Mike, is come to the games. And, okay, I'll go. 
but uh, I was basically working for them, and uh, we did well in uh, in our in our job there. And uh, well, uh, I had to go back to the states for further further medical uh, uh, issues. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And then La Tundeña as well was uh, bought by San Miguel. Much controlled yeah. by San Miguel. It was already yes. bought by San Miguel at the time. Yeah. Uh, this is the final one. I think this is you on the bench. I think this is Philip says, sorry if I'm not Philip, mistaken. Yeah. Oh, yes, Philip, yeah. There. Philip was uh, one of the players. Oh. And this is Sunny. The next to Sunny is Chito. You see the headband there. Yes. <laughs> no, and then this is Sunny. Assistant coach the Charito. I think he was still playing already. I think he was still playing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who was this? Uh, this is Sunny Sunny Georgi, no? Yeah. Yes. Yes. This so, yes. Sunny here uh, in the middle of a huddle, I think. And this, yes, is, yeah, this, this is Philip. Yeah. So this, this was probably nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah, you know, Sunny Georgi. I never really knew him that well until uh, this time. In, uh, there was one game. Uh, I think they were playing Shell, and uh, it was last. Uh, the time left was something like. Two minutes and a half, and uh, he never was down by I think nine or ten, and then he calls a timeout. And then he tells the boys, "Malayu pa yana." There's a long way to go. All you have to do is this: we'll just press them, try to get the ball from, but no fouls. Just make it hard for them to cross the the mid court. So, uh, but I, I was thinking two, two and a half minutes. You're up by ten. The game, the game is over now. As, as far as we were concerned, when we were playing. No, all you have to do to do is dribble around the guy and get a foul and make the foul shots, and that's it. But you know, I forgot about the three-point play because I was out for from basketball for quite a while. So sure enough, uh, one one interception. The guy takes a three-point shot. Pack boom, down to seven. And then another interception, down to four. Before you knew it. Siguro last 48 or 50 seconds, Inepra was just down by one. And the people, you know, they have a lot of fans in the bleachers. Oh, my God. They were going wild, you know. I said, oh, my God. That's why these people go wild. I said, now I know why they get wild. You know, the, they're so passionate, the, the, the fans of Inepra. So scary, in fact. It's very, yeah. Sometimes they go down. From the bleachers, when it never wins, they go down to the dugout to congratulate Jaworski, and Jaworski knows how to treat them. You know, he welcomes them. And uh, but yeah. me, I was I, I wasn't used to that. I was in fact I was scared of that because I didn't know them. And uh, like I told you during that time, we would hide away from the fans, but not not Jaworski. Jaworski and Bob were the ones that you know were uh, around the, the fans saying hello to them, but we, we would hide. We were like monkeys, hiding and hiding. <laughs> but uh, they knew how to handle the fans. We were scared. I'd like to thank Pala Ernie Sarmiento for these photographs of yeah, uh, Sir Mike. Uh, thank you for the photos. Uh, at the Hinebra bench. No. Oh yeah, that's it. That, that was the final, uh, final photo. Ito Mike, the daughter of Dr. Conception says hello. She's also Ooh, working. She's yes. watching. Daughter, the daughter of her. Yes, I missed. Yeah. Yes. We were informed by Lloyd Manaloto that the daughter says hello to you. Mm-hmm. Dami, so dami 
mga kaibigan niyo yan. Yeah, must be your friends. Yeah, well, have some guys. We have some friends watching as well. Your brother-in-law is watching, Louis Ismail. Hello, nice guy, Louis. Yes. He's having a good time watching. You know, Tito, we forgot to talk about your stint. You played for the Philippines, no? For the Philippines? For the youth team. No, USA. I played for the USA team. USA, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not Spanish, not not the Spanish team, man. But 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 you did play for the Philippines, though. You you wore the Philippines Philippine. jersey one time in your in your basketball. The Philippine youth, uh, yeah. the Philippine yeah. youth. Uh, I was still young. Uh, the age limit was nineteen. I was eighteen, and uh, I enjoyed playing with them until Feli Fajardo. That's where I met Feli. That's where I learned about Feli. Those are the Philippine youth. That's why after the tournament. He wanted me to go to Eco, but I said I had uh, I had to talk to Mr. Kosheteng, and uh, I don't think I had the guts to tell him that. Uh, although I wanted to go to Eco, I just couldn't tell him. So, but uh, yes, in the youth, and uh, again in the youth, that was the height of my uh, basketball career if I really had one. But uh, we we didn't lose a single game in the, in the NCAA with us. We only lost once. Out of 10 games, we only lost once, and we both and we won both rounds, first round, second round. And they used straight in the NCAA selection when we went uh, to Malaysia and then to Singapore and to Hong Kong, straight also. Because, I, you know, I just have to say this. On my left side, forward was Atuiko. On my right side was Ricky Pineda. I said, oh my God, you bring the ball down. <laughs> just, just picture this. You bring the ball down. No? You look to your left, it's Atrico. You look to your right, it's Ricky Pineda. You know those guys? They can close their eyes and they can make the shot. So I said, boy, I, this, if you had players like this, well, it's so easy to, to play guard. You know, just give, give them the ball. And then, but again, it's not like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Charlie. Yeah. 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 Uh, sir, yeah. Um, mm. yeah. So, sir, you also played one year with Beerhausen, right? And uh, with, with, you talked about your time with Sonny Jaworski. Um, a viewer is asking, what was that year with Juan Fernandez like? And that was the year he almost ah, averaged yeah, a triple double. Yeah. Ramon is a very talented player. Uh, I see Ramon. He's, when you see Ramon position in his uh, in his place, you can give the ball to him even with eyes closed. He knows how to protect himself from the from the guy guarding him, and he has a lot of moves. And Payet Ramon, he's thin, but he's very strong, uh, thin but strong, uh, strong bones. Huh? Uh, I would I would think for a center to be strong would be somebody like Big Boy, you know, so it's all muscle. You know, Big Boy once screened uh, me from catching Arnais when Arnais was playing from Morocco. I saw, I think, five or six stars, you know, when my head hit, <laughs> when my head hit his shoulder. I, was, I, just, I just fell flat. And when... When I woke up, I said, oh, sorry, so, sorry, big boy, because he was a nice man. Well, he's not a dirty player. He's just strong. But, you know, they think it's fat. That one of big boys all muscle. 
it's yeah. all muscle. So when you when you hit it, so pasensya ka na lang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ramon was a more a, not a defensive center, more a, an offensive center, like the, the way Meraco plays. Mm. Yeah, Ramon. And then there were uh, there are other good centers also, but I don't know. Not all of them do last, like uh, some, like Ramon. So, Mike, when you transition from the from the Mika to the PBA, siempre the players got bigger, they got faster, they got more, uh, they got stronger, di ba? Who was the guy that you had the the hardest time going up against? Uh, besides Jaworski, because Jaworski is a given already. Who was the well, who were who are the guys that you had to guard? Uh, na hirap na hirap kayo in the PBA. Oh, are nice. Uh, so, no, that, every Mika time. Abika. Then, mula no, ka pa yun. In the PBA, the new guys, the mga Bisayan guys that you never faced before, who were the guys? The Bisayan stuff. But uh, uh-huh. Francis, for me, Francis was, you know, uh, of course, I would prevent him from, from doing his layups, no? Because I would be in, ahead of him by, you have to be ahead of him by half, half a step or a step. So to prevent him from getting in. But then when he developed that shot from on the outside, like I told you, when he took a shot once 35 feet out and he went in, I said, oh my God, I give up. Uh, <laughs> he was, for me, uh, he, he, he would not force himself to lay up. He would just take his jump shot. And I, no way can I reach his jump shot. No way. Uh, he's much taller than me, taking a jump shot. All I could do was watch and pray that the shot doesn't go in. But so it was so, so bad. Every time I look behind, boom, basuk. Uh-huh. And yeah, our, coach, yeah. our coach would be Kaloy Luisaga. And Kaloy is such a perfectionist, you know. He, because he was a good player. And he, he couldn't understand why he couldn't stop something like that. I said, Coach, much taller than me. And uh, it was hard. It was uh, really difficult. Fabiosa, Fabiosa, no. Fabiosa didn't have a shot from outside. But he was, uh, he was all over the court. You had to be uh, in shape to... Mm-hmm, to yeah. be uh, to be able to cope up with him, and uh, there there were so many good players in Crispa. You in Crispa lineup, no? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can look, yeah, but, yeah, you can look to your left, to look to your right. They're all shooters. <laughs> I said, oh my God, uh, and they 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 were young. They were young. They were the up and coming team there. Yeah, that's why Toyota was run, run, running gun. Yeah, different style. How about yo yung Martires? You're you're as fast as each other, and uh, yun medyo makulit yun. Si yo yung yeah. Nice to play with yo yung because he he follows you with a smile, and you follow him with a smile also. You smile the whole he's funny. He's a funny guy. Oh yeah. yes, he's such a nice, pleasant guy, uh, Charlie. He's such uh, full of laughter, full of joy. You know, for him, it's just a game. You know? Yeah. But he's a fighter. He's a big guy. That's why he's showing what this. He went to the he's Olympics, guys. no? Mm. Yes. He's an Olympian. Yeah. And people I mean, laugh at him. I said, why? Did you ever play in the Olympics? I said, oh, <laughs> think it's easy. We just, we just spoke to him four days ago. Four nights ago, we just talked to him. And then we, we mentioned that you were the next guest. And he said, you know, he sends his regards also to you and to Tita Tetsi. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He he's a nice man. Uh, yes. He, co- he called nice... you for gear. He called you. Si Pogi. Sabi, yes, si Pogi. He, he called you Pogi and not, Sabina. Not 
Ano sa ano sinabi niya? Nalamang daw sa kanya sa kapugian. Dalawang paligo daw ng dalawang paligo sa kanya. Dalawang paligo lang eh. for you. So a lot of people talked about you. Um Diba? Opponents and then teammates alike. And, and in particular, two of your former teammates, si Ray Lazaro and Frankie Lim, mentioned you as among their top five uh, favorite teammates, I think. No? I mean, and, and oh, yeah. they love the yeah. fact. Yeah. And so how was, how, was, how was your relationship in Tandway with, with, with that whole bunch? I mean, you guys weren't winning. We know that. You weren't, yeah, you weren't a champion. You never made the, You never won a championship with Tandway. But you guys were together for a long time. You know, you, Abed Gutierrez, Vic Sanchez, Bert De La Rosa. These are guys you were with for a long period of time. So how was the camaraderie? Was it like Eco, like family still, even in Tanzania? Like, like, yes, uh, Charlie, like I told you, Eco's always been like a family. But uh, Eco had, uh, were thinking of disbanding, I think. There was a time that uh, uh, the marketing of Tanzania was not uh, reached um, the sales, no? Mm -hmm. So uh, that changed it a little. But uh, as far as relationship with management and relationship among players, we're, we're fighting, but we just couldn't win. Uh, we just needed more uh, better players, better players and younger players. Uh, uh, the other teams were paying their players, I think, more. More than uh, more than us, because in Eco they were not paying enough. Uh, not like the other teams, like I told you, Charlie. Like you were the manager of Eco before, Charlie, no? Huh? No, my my dad, my dad. <laughs> my, my dad was trying to be, I think. <laughs> Always there. Your dad, boy, your dad was a character. Every time I hear his voice, I knew it was him. Already. He was just smiling and laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good, uh, just like you. Yeah, great smile and always, always positive. That's that's the way to go about life. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bicho, well, your your unico Iho is watching also. Fabricio, so yes, he called. Yeah, he's he called watching, yeah, that, his wife, his so wife, I think, posted that, that he's watching. So we've got the whole yes. Bilbao family here with us. I hear Tita yeah. Tenshin there in the background. Yeah. Yes. So, so in 1984, after Beerhausen, you played one season and then you called it quits. You said, no more. You stopped playing. Yeah. Right? So what was that? What was your mindset when you left the PBA as a player? Ah, uh, yes. Um, it was, uh, I couldn't control my temper anymore. I was, uh, like I told you, a player told me, you know, when you, you cannot take the punches anymore, it's time to retire. Like, uh, we take a lot of punches. Uh, but yeah. when you're young, you can take left, the punch, somebody punches you, you know, you offer, or you, you offer the, the other trick, you still mm -hmm. can take it because you're young. But as you get older, it's different. Uh, you feel the pain already. Like what Charlie Kuna used to hit me with his left. <laughs> left one, he used to give me with his uh, left hook, I would feel it already. Uh, and I would get mad already. I said, I know, I better quit. Uh, yeah, I know, I, I know. Quit. Simon Mon Cruz knows that very well. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I saw that, I was watching that game, and when that happened, I'm like, oh. Are you were there? I, was, no, I, I, I was watching on TV. I was watching on TV, and, and when that, that happened, I said, oh, Tito, Tito yeah. Mike, what happened? Yeah. 
yeah. that wasn't me. That was a, my double. Yeah, that wasn't me. Yeah, that was one. One cruise, Crispa. Yeah. But then Those again, you know, uh, uh, Sir Mike, at the age of 32, you you called it a career already. What was the career path that you intended to take after being a basketball player for for that for so much time? Uh, okay, like I told you earlier, in Nico we were working and playing. So I had my job in Elizalde Rope. I was uh, uh, the personal manager of Elizalde, and then they decided to to sell the factory. So I was lost. I said, oh my God, after all these years. And uh, so I had to look for another job. And uh, I had to focus on uh, on uh, looking for another job. I felt I was lost uh, because I was being groomed to finish my career in Elizalde as an employee, not just player, not just as a player, but as an employee. And uh, I had no choice but look for other things. That's why I went to Birhausen for a while, just to give me give myself time to look for other jobs. And uh, that's why I went to the states to see if there was something here for me. And uh, I came back, and then the, I got into an accident, and then I got to Latvia after that. But it was all because of uh, I had a family to take care of. And uh, I was I was at a loss for quite a while because of what happened with uh, Elisalde, and uh, it took some time. But I was able to go through with the with the support of my my own my wife and my kid, and you know they were just pushing me. Don't worry, we'll find something later on. Uh, I felt so bad when that thing happened, but uh, what can you do? That's life. Yeah. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, mm-hmm. and you just have to to know how to get back. Well, yeah, sorry. Uh, you just mentioned about the accident. Uh, I'd like to briefly go through it. I'm sure you've been asked this many times already. That was the day that you're on your way to a baptism, I believe, uh, at that time, and then uh, a truck hit your car and you almost yes, died. Sir. Yeah. So, so was, what what happened? Yeah, I was on my way to attend to my best friend's uh, daughter uh, baptism in uh, Alabang Country Club, and on the way there. In that road to Alabang, a mm. truck lost his, uh, his tire blew off, according to the guy behind me, the jeepney driver who saved my life. And uh, he just hit me on the left side. So all my left, my left ear, my left arm, my left leg were all smashed. And they, it took some time for them to get me out of the of the car I was in. And, Land Cruiser. Uh, yes. Land Cruiser, Land Cruiser, yes, sir. yes. And uh, and they they the chipping driver took me out and brought me to the hospital there in uh, Las Piñas, and uh, they looked at my wallet, and then they say this is the player. Then they look, they saw the address of my my mom's house where I was staying temporarily, and, uh, and uh, they called they called her up to tell me, to tell them that I was in the hospital because of an accident. And so they came running. My brother-in-law came running and brought me to Manila Medical Center to be treated right away by, by a nice man by the name of Dr. Recto, the one who fixed my knee when I broke my knee. And uh, what a small world. The one who fixed my knee also fixed my, my whole body. And I was able to get back. 
but I, I had a hard time getting back. Mm-hmm. Uh, my this one, uh, my wife, Tetri, and then my son. They just they just kept on and kept on. And uh, I I also push myself. Of course, I'm I'm so used to pushing myself, be having that experience as an athlete that you really have to push yourself, and uh, so able to come back. And, uh, but all of that is already over, and um, I'm not getting any younger anymore. I'm 26 years old already. So I said after 25, maybe that's the time. Yeah, uh, it it was hard, but yeah. uh, it was challenging. I, I guess my life was always like that. I, I like to to meet uh, to have challenges, uh, to overcome challenges, and uh, uh, I, I feel good after I overcome it. And that's funny because, uh, like my brother would say, my older brother, why do you have to make it hard for you, Miguel? You can do it the easy way. I said, no, I like challenges. So, okay, <laughs> if you like challenges, then you have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, well, which, which, so, we have to talk about because of what happened to you. Uh, there was a benefit game which was yes. staged, guys. Your oh, friends, yeah. Sila Vele, Sila Tito Waki, uh, oh, you oh. had uh, Sila Tito Lito, Tanamatko, those guys. Butch Albert, those, that whole bunch organized this oh, benefit you know, game. Yes. And then, then, so they they organized. The artistas were there. You know? Richard Gomez, William Martinez, Martin Yevera was there, Tirso Cruz, Gary V, Agamulak, and then the players from the 1973 Philippine team and the 1985, right? So oh, yes, that's true. So they all played there. You weren't there, but you had a, a message that they showed on the on the big screen. You know? Yes, I was watching that from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was telling yeah. the reporter, nobody's going to go there. So he said, why? Who will go there for me? <laughs> Nobody will watch. And I was, you know, I was so shocked when you I saw the number the of 12,000 people showed up. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I, you know, I said, oh, my God. Because, you know, my what I learned uh, from LaSalle was be good, uh, you know, love God above all things and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I always followed that since I was in grade school. And... Uh, they would say, Mike, why are you going around with the Chinese? I said, why? Is there anything wrong? Uh, they said, no, but you have to go around with the, with the, with the Spaniards. I said, no, I said, why? I can also go around with the Spaniards if I like. But the, I experienced, uh, I, I didn't think of discrimination yet, no? Because discrimination in the States is very strong. But at that time, I so said, why, why do these people ask me such silly questions? You know, why, why, why do you go around with... I didn't realize that there was already discrimination ever since uh, I, mm-hmm. I was born. And I didn't like it. I said, this, this is not right. I was telling myself, it's not right. And uh, and I also realized that the Spaniards in La Salle were playing soccer and, uh, and the Filipinos were playing basketball. But I like basketball because it was more a challenge to me. So I, I, I took a basketball. And uh, then they would say, well, you're, you're always winning soccer. Why don't you continue to win? I said, because I like the challenge. Like I told you, my brother told me, if you like challenges in life, then that, that, that's your life. And I, I just like uh, overcoming this, uh, these challenges that uh, were up in front. And... Uh, that's my life. Uh, always the hard way. My son would also tell me that. Why do you have to do it the hard way? Because that's me. Yeah. We have a comment here from Bernie Fabiosa. Oh, Bernie. Uh, no. Sir Mike. Yes, he says he remembers playing in that benefit game for the love of Mike. 
in uh, 1985. Uh, so he also sent his regards. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kaidik, Engeland, those guys all played. That's the team of, uh, of Mr. Kowanko, no? Mayir and SP. Yes. Yes. That was so nice, you know, I said, uh, no, how can I pay? So I told, I, 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 I was insured, but my, my, my insurance was life. So I had to die, or I had to lose my arm, or I had to lose my leg. So I told, doctor, I don't have the money to pay for this. So why don't you just cut my arm? So I can have some money to pay my for whatever does I have, or cut my leg, so I can pay for the hospital bill. So my 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 wife freaked out. I said, "Don't." She told me, "Don't don't talk like that." I won't let them. I won't let them cut your your arm. So I she talked to one of my best friends, Jay Hervasion, who formed this uh, league, uh, this game, together with Bucky Trillo, together with Butch Albert. They were the ones really. Yeah responsible for this and uh, and a lot of people helped including the teams that were involved uh, they helped uh, monetarily and uh, and I was able to pay the hospital bill because of that and uh, I'm love I had to I had to get well to reciprocate there was no other way but to to get well and just to say thank you yeah and, and here we are huh? so so many many years later and Hey, you look yeah, really good, Dito Mike. Then you I look see, really great. Then I see handsome, uh, handsome Charlie. Huh? Huh? Charlie, you haven't changed. <laughs> you haven't changed, Charlie. Really. No, para, para lang maalam ng mga tao. No? Dito, Mike Bilbao has been a family friend since I was a little kid. My, I, I'm by yes. no means a good basketball player, but my first basketball clinic I ever attended was basketball with Bilbao. And run by Mike Bilbao and Waki Trillo. So Waki Trillo would lead us in all the drills, wearing his Espa drills, not even rubber shoes. <laughs> so, so that's why. Kaya tito Mike ang tawag ko. Ha? So hindi ako feeling close. Close talaga kami. So, <laughs> just, just, call me, just call me Mike. I said, you're making me old, uh, Tito Charlie. I call you Tito Charlie. So you call me Mike. No, you are a nice, nice man. Uh, you're like a brother. For me, everybody's like, like a brother. Uh, now, the bad guys, the demons, they're different. The demons, I call them demons. Diablo. Diablo, that's what they say. There's a great, there's a great question. There's a great question on the feed, Dito, if, if you can answer this from Boyet Season. He's asking, what do you think the effect of television was for basketball in the Philippines? Because initially, Mika, wala naman TV masyado yan. Suddenly, you were in TV all the time. What's the effect of TV? How did it affect the PBA and, and basketball? Which one? The, the television, television coverage, yeah. Uh, it's marketing, yeah. It's all about marketing. Uh, television, I, I would say more on marketing than the uh, than the sport itself. Of course, the players are treated like actors because when you see people on television all the time, they, they 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 tend to idolize the guy, you know. Like when they see <laughs> when they see Charlie all the time on television, and they see you in person. Oh my God, this is Charlie! Like that, Charlie! You'll be surprised. Like like uh, I, I attended a party here in the state, uh, a Filipino party, and then uh, a big one, a big party. Uh, the guy comes to me. He said, uh, "Are you Mike Bilbao?" I said, "Yes, I'm Mike." 
oh, I'm on so-and-so, I'm from Legaspi. Oh, I see, I, I've been to Legaspi, a nice place. So I only used to see in, in magazines and pictures. You know how delighted I am? I said, no, you, you don't have to tell me that I'm just a human being. I said, nice to meet you and so nice to, to yeah, because I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, television, uh, newspaper, they, they change the... That's why some players, you cannot even talk to them because they think they're God already, you know, because of the way they're, they're being treated. I, I never liked it. I, when you, they idolize the person, like treating him like he's a God with a small G, you know? He said, no, no, we, we're, just, we're just normal people. We're like you. We just like to play and that, that's it, which is covered on, by television and newspaper. And uh, when you're young, it's nice because... It's nice to see your name in the newspaper, so-and-so uh, made so many points, so-and-so made the last shot. It's nice for your ego. But as uh, you get older, it's not the same. It's just, uh, especially in the, in the pros, it's all, it's all the money. Uh, how much you get paid, how much you can save, it's different. different it's nice, you know, a lot of people... A lot of people yes. remember the, the benefit game the for the love of Mike. Someone even pointed out that uh, the MVP of that game was Ronnie Ricketts, uh, one of the actors. Uh, so, for the actors, yes. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's what one of the, the guys watching now told us. Anyway, I know it's late already there, Tito. It's, it's uh, 10.30 already there in, in, in uh, Palm Beach. And so we'll, we'll have to cut this already. Uh, but before we let you go, we just like to ask, which, which is what we ask all our guests here, who were your top five favorite teammates during mm. your, your your basketball career? That's a hard question. But they, they don't have to be the best players. Huh? They don't have to be no, the best. The five, the five guys you loved playing with, your favorite Kakampe. Uh, uh, I was close to the Rekanen. Okay. Uh, Freddie Webb, when he was okay, uh, coming back from the injury, I felt like... Uh, I, I idolized Freddie in a sense that, you know, he was really good, fast and everything. And uh, and the rest were all like brothers. That's why I, I have no favorite Charlie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, How about Liming Beng? Liming Beng and you had the special. Ooh, he's my, yeah, he's like a brother. It's like a younger brother of mine. Although he's, he was, I think, older than me. Uh, when Beng came in, I was on my last year in the seniors. But he he was of age already. He was not that young. Uh, I think how old was I then? I think I was 18 because I was very young. Mm -hmm. uh, I started college at the age of how old was I? 15, I think. I was in first year college, 15. So I graduated when I was 18 or 19. And the bank, bank came in. Bank was already a professional when he came to La Salle. He was the star of Chiang Kai-shek. Mm -hmm. And Armanger was also Chinese. He told Mr. Duque, I'll bring a player here. You can use him. He's a good guy and everything. And uh, because Mr. Duque was not going to coach us anymore. He, uh, the, the, our captain then was Waki Trillo. And uh, <laughs> Tito had faith in Waki so much. He felt that we could have won, uh, won the championship against Latran. We, we lost to Latran. We were second place. So in that dinner that we had, Tito said, uh, boys, I have to go. Uh, this is my last. So we had to to beg him. 
you were five guys here who are going to graduate next year. Give us another chance because we didn't know of anybody who could coach us better than Tito. He said, I think about it. And he decided to coach. And that's when Lehman Bank came. When Lehman Bank came then, things changed. That's why I owe it to him because LaSalle owes it to him. That's why I kept saying that, you know, you have to give him what he deserves. And he doesn't ask for anything. Doesn't ask for anything. You have to give it to him. Very humble guy. He's just a poor man. As he said, I'm just a poor man, but I will give everything that I have, you expect from me. Uh, even more than you expect what you can expect from me. And it's true. He had a heart as big as a, as a clock. Uh, you can say anything about him. Yeah. Just like William Lim. William Lim was my best friend also. All of them were like brothers. All of them were like brothers. And Waki and she, Waki was my mentor. Because he was a pure guide. Waki Trillo was a pure guide. <laughs> uh, and I was a forward. And he had to teach me how to play guide. And uh, I want to thank him also for... Uh, I never said this to him. Because he will not believe it. But uh, I'm telling you now. Uh, these are the guys that uh, really taught me how to get in. Uh, Duque as a coach. And then Waki uh, teaching me. And... Uh, a lot of other guys, a lot of them, Joaquin Rojas, yeah, plenty. I learned from each one of them different kinds. Uh, it's 10 o'clock now in Manila, and, and I know you have your date, uh, Mr. Charlie, and then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. I have a whole day ahead of us, but... Okay, uh, well, any message for the your millions of fans here in Manila? You know, I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm so happy that, that you've well, uh, appeared like on the show. Ah, it's okay, Charlie. I, I just want to thank all of those who helped me when I was down. And uh, you don't know how how it helped me get back because I was really, I was really shot. Uh, it took a lot from me, especially from my family. It was Tetsi and uh, Fabricio who suffered more than I did because they took a lot from me. I was going nuts, Charlie. You know, when you go nuts, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> And uh, I, I did suffer, right? I've learned to pay for it. Uh, and I've, I'm much closer to, to Papa Joe's now than ever before. And That's thank great. him. That's great. And say, please say hello to your dad because I miss his. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And you only come see. <laughs> I will, yeah. I will. I will. Well, okay. Uh, guys, anything else? Sid, Noel? Wow, I'm oh. good. I'm good. That, that, thank great. you very much. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for understanding. Uh, <laughs> I've been nice talking to you, yeah. Because I have a hard time recollecting also. Oh, no. No, 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 no problem. You did very well. I've heard a lot of stories. I just yes, want to share, Lam, before we go, I made a list of my top five uh, point guards of all time. And in no particular order, they were Jimmy Alapag, Ronnie Magsano, um, mm. uh, si, uh, Johnny Abarientos. Um, I forgot who the other one was. Calma. But, uh, Hector Calma. And then, then, then Hector yes. was not on that list. But um, Mike, Mike Bilbao was also on that list. Actually, you're one of the players that I really love to watch when you're oh playing God. in the PBA. Oh, thank uh, you, sir. I look forward to every Tanduay game. In fact, I hated Tanduay because uh, uh, they would beat sometimes uh, uh, our, my, the team that I was rooting for. But I would always admire the Mike Bilbao, who would always be... Oh, that's uh, so nice of you, sir. You are unique. Not too many people are like you. Because uh, they like shooters. They like people who score and... 
There's not too many uh, people like you, and I appreciate yeah, this very much. But you were you were a big you were a big influence uh, when I was when I was growing up. Thank you, sir. We appreciate yeah, the smart. And I'd like to share that. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to share din lang my experience when I was still playing competitive pickup basketball. Uh, I had this running shot. That's that was my Uta. trademark. <laughs> oh. um, my my friends would comment, oh, "Who do you think you are, Mike Bilbao?" That's what that's what they was. <laughs> yes, that's what they were. <laughs> you know. Now yeah. you you talk about running shot. You, do you remember Ricky Pineda? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Ricky. Okay, it's like this. In a championship <laughs> game against the Tran, Ricky, huh? Tito would say, "Look, you no, Mike, sakale, sakale, Pineda, see coach." So I I tried Ricky as much as I could. But the guy had a quick shot. Huh? One step, then he takes a shot. Boom, boom, boom. You could not stop the guy. He's short, but he had a beautiful shot. The same when he played for Mariwasa. The same. He was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But he passed away early. So uh, it was sad. You know, um, he was another guy that I admired playing. Short guy, thin. Huh? He just shoot him. He just was just going with eyes closed. I think he slipped. Taking his shots. <laughs> yeah. no, they were so, you know, the, the Filipinos for me were one of the best. Because I played against the Koreans. Yeah, Koreans are, you know, statued, very statued, same shot, same, same everything. Yeah. And then the Chinese also, but the Chinese are tall now, so it's different. And uh, the Filipinos for me, if one of the best, it's not the best before, huh? not anymore because of China. And, uh, uh, I hope they don't forget. And that's the passion of the Filipino someone. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the cheapest uh, sport to to play, no? Not like soccer. You have to get a field and play and get mm-hmm. a, a number of players to play. Not like uh, Charlie one-on-one. Okay, Charlie counts. You play one-on-one against him. Block <laughs> your shots five times, six times. <laughs> you still play Charlie up to now? Uh, you know, just here. Just shooting, shooting with my son. That's it. Wala, di na kaya dito. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Charles! <laughs> You're still young. Don't want to embarrass. Don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> huh? that's, that's, this is uh, no, We've had nine-year PBA veteran with a very storied uh, amateur career and, of course, NCAA career prior to that with Lasal. Uh, in 319 games in the PBA, averages of six <laughs> points. 2.2 rebounds, but this is the impressive one. 4.3 assists per game, one of the highest in PBA history, and 1.4 steals per game. 1.4 steals per game. So, you know, one of the best in steals, we've had them, halos sunod-sunod, Bernie Fabiosa, Yoyong Martires, and then now we have Mike Bilbao. So, you know, really well known to the early PBA fans, one of the fan favorites, of course, Hard Trap. Yan, si Mike Bilbao, na mga early PBA fans. And you know, we like to thank everyone who's been watching us on Facebook Live, lahat ng uh, sumabaybay dito sa aming konting kwentuhan dito sa an eternity of basketball sa ngalan ni Noel Zarate at ni Sid Ventura. Nagpapasalamat kami kay Mike Bilbao. Thank you for joining us. Of course, we have to thank Tita Tetsi also there behind. She set up the phone and she's the one coaching you for some of your answers. So, so thank you very much, Tita. And then Tito Mike, well, Mike Bilbao, thank you. Charlie, salamat. Noel, Steve, salamat. Thank you so All much. Right. Thank All right, you. thank you so thank much. You. So that Happy was Father's episode Day. 21. Happy Father's Day. Happy episode Father's 21 Day. of AOB is over. But stay tuned because we're going to have some more great basketball personalities in the coming episodes. 
Join oh, the movement. Sabihin mo na. Sabihin mo na. On Tuesday, we're going to be having uh, the champion coach from the Tanduay Ram Makers, Turing Valenzona, ang kasama natin Bro. sa Tuesday. At uh, bukong mangyayari on Friday next yes. week, the first import, former PBA import. Well, di pa na second kasi si Norman Black ang nauna. Yeah. Pero yun, ang pangalawa will be Francois Wise on Friday mm. next week. So we'll announce the schedule on our page on Facebook, An Eternity of Basketball. Adios, Senor Mike. That concludes this episode of An Eternity of Basketball. As a reminder for this show and others like it and projects like it, go to globallyballin.com as well as follow Globally Ballin on all social media including facebook.com slash globallyballin, Twitter at globallyballin, and Instagram. You can also follow this show directly at An Eternity of Basketball on Instagram or facebook.com slash an eternity of basketball. Thank you, and make sure to catch next week's episode.